This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. This is Christmas week. It's Christmas at the end of the week. And whether you celebrate it or not, whether it's an uplifting time for you or not, there's a different kind of feeling in the air. Feelings, emotions are usually heightened around this time of the year. And that can be because Christmas is a thing for you. And this time of year can be fraught with stress and triggers and loneliness, sadness, and even a difficulty in enjoying joy and celebration. And even if you don't celebrate Christmas, this time of year is cold and dark and rainy and people are busy and there's a kind of upcoming sense of things closing down for a week or two. And of course, the new year's also on the horizon. So it's a very heightened time of year. So I would like to offer you a way to be with all of that from a place of sacredness and even seeing the sacredness in the seemingly mundane. And in part, this was inspired by a quote I came across by Esther Perel, which I'll share with you in a minute. But I think it's the perfect topic, shall we say, to explore as we're moving into the holiday period. So Esther Perel, if you don't know her, is a very famous psychotherapist She may have some other modalities, but I know her as a psychotherapist. She specializes in relationships and intimacy and maybe sexuality. I'm not sure. She's written loads of books. She's done TED Talks. She is massive in her field. And I came across this quote by her and it's great. And I would like to expand on it. So let me read you the quote. She says, how you reconcile the domestic and the erotic, your need for security and your need for passion with the same person isn't a problem that you solve. It's a paradox that you manage. Shall I read that again? Because it takes a minute. It took a minute for me anyway for it to go in. So let me read it again. How you reconcile the domestic and the erotic, your need for security and your need for passion with the same person isn't a problem that you solve. It's a paradox that you manage. And so she's saying that the erotic and the domestic are at odds with each other and that your need for security and your need for passion are at odds for each other. In order to create a relationship with these things, you have to manage the paradox and the inconsistencies in them. And I get that. I totally get that. We live very busy lives. Often our time, energy, and focus is on the things going on in our life, our work, our businesses, our children, the people that we have to look after in our lives, and a million other things that call our attention all the time. And so navigating that or managing that and being able to go from that and into the erotic and the passionate and the intimate takes some practice. 
You know, it can take some doing. It takes some intentional setting of time and energy and focus to shift from one to the other. And that's great. You know, if you've got tools and practices that help you transition from one to the other. In fact, I've done podcasts on that in the past about how to transition from the busyness of everyday life and into an erotic space. But I want to take the opportunity today to invite you into something even deeper. And this is not something that we necessarily can live by or from in every single moment of our life. It's a practice. Just like if you are someone who does yoga, you don't do yoga once or twice and you're done. You know, It's something that you do repeatedly. Same with martial arts, same with learning to play an instrument. Anything that we want to master or do really well, we do repeatedly and we tweak as we go along. So I'm going to call it a practice for today's podcast. So when we are coming at our life and viewing our life as, oh, I've got to do all these boring, mundane tasks before I can dive into my sex life, get sexy, get juicy. What if the practice that we all adopted was living in the intimacy of life? Like, I just invite you to consider this option that rather than having to go from the mundane into the sacred, we see the mundane as sacred that we live in the intimacy of life where the mundane then becomes sacred, alive, vibrant, juicy, sensual, and even sometimes erotic. So for example, when you are fully present with your partner, no matter how long you've been together, how many loads of laundry you've done between you, this version of them right here, right now, has never existed. And this version of you right here, right now has never existed. And so if you can practice viewing life, being present in life from this place, then all of those things that feel separate from sacredness or separate from intimacy become one and the same. This moment right now is exquisite, whether you are making sweet love, singing a song, or doing the dishes. Your partner is exquisite and sacred in this moment, whether you are having an argument or having the greatest sex of your life, or you're asking them to do something, they're still just as sacred and as exquisite as when you sit down and notice that. So the practice is to notice that all the time. There's passion right here, even while you're doing the dishes or paying your taxes or cleaning the toilet. Those seem like mundane tasks, but also what a fucking blessing it is to have a body that can do these things, that we can experience these things from. The only problem in reconciling the domestic and the erotic or the domestic and the intimate is if you see them as separate things. And believe me, I get it that sometimes they just are. But as we go into this particularly heightened week where there's more going on, or maybe you're feeling some sense of loss or loneliness or something, how can you view your life and the actions you need to take and the things you're seeing going on around you as beautiful, as sensual, as sacred as delightful. Coming back to the quote, Esther says that there's a paradox in the need for safety and passion. 
that if you, how do you manage safety versus passion? And I would like to expand on that as well. I feel like unless you have a specific need or desire or kink for actual danger to get aroused, then passion and safety go hand in hand. We need to feel certain levels of safety, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, sexual, and so on, in order to really let go into the deepest intimacy, pleasure, connection, and erotic nature that we actually are. These aren't paradoxes. They work together. So in order for us to really allow our passionate side to blossom and emerge and come out to play, we have to feel somewhat sense of safety. So I invite you to examine in your own life, where do you feel safe enough to let go? Where do you feel passionate and safe at the same time? How can you start to see the sacred in the mundane? all at once. And whether this week is meaningful for you in terms of the holidays, or it's stirring up some heartbreak or painful feelings or memories, how can you use this opportunity to just observe it all as the glorious, magnificent, messy, sacred stuff that we call life? And then applying this to your sex life. You know, maybe this week you don't have the same amount of time that you might with your partner for getting sexy. You know, you don't have the same amount of time for privacy or maybe even any energy for getting your sexy on. But what could you do to kind of keep tending to those embers instead of letting them go out? So it could be that you look at each other across the room at some social function and really see each other across the room. That For that, those few seconds, you really give yourself and each other your full presence. Oh, makes my heart flutter as I think about it. You can flirt with each other while you're wrapping prezzies or making food or tidying the house or cleaning the toilet or whatever these tasks are that sometimes pull you out of the erotic and your passionate self. What if you use those opportunities to still be present as your erotic self. And, you know, even if you don't have a partner, can you be flirty while you're doing the washing up? Can you be flirty while you're changing the sheets on the bed? Can you get your sexy on and put some sexy music on while you're doing the mundane tasks around the house and see them as sacred and maybe sensual and erotic? Who knows? Because intimacy lives right here in the present moment. So as you practice tuning into that, tapping into that, then you don't have to set aside a separate time for it. It's right here, right now. I do want to reiterate that I know it's not always easy and that I know that, of course, life gets in the way sometime. I'm not telling you that you should practice this and become a master of it or a guru of it, but just to have it as an open invitation in your life, as a new way to connect with the stuff of life that's going to be there anyway. So why not shift your perspective into embracing it as magnificent, sacred, delightful, joyful, ecstatic, yummy, <laughs> as and when you can. So 
I am wishing you a very happy holiday season, whatever it holds for you. And I am so grateful to you for joining me. And I wish for you that this week you can practice living from the sacred perspective, no matter what is going on around you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast with Rebecca Lowry. If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.